Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at GamersLedge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself a troll, tall drink of water named me. Welcome to Gamers Ledge, just a conversation go. between friends, a look at the Clean video podcast. game industry, <laughs> that's right, and uh, a look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer. We've got lots to cover tonight, so starting with our panel. Uh, let's just cover them all up. I'm just joking. Starting all the way to far left, uh, it's Turo. Hello. Wait, you can't see him. Now you can see a Turo say hi. Uh, hello. There you go. Next to him, it's Dave. What? I'm on the opposite end of him. Complete opposite. Not Serious. on mine. Not on my screen. <laughs> uh, you know something? I always get, you always complain that I have the biggest head, and I have the smallest head this week. <laughs> Clean podcast. <laughs> you kind of look like you're like a shrunken head character from Beetlejuice. It does. This is creeping me out here. <laughs> joining us this week next to him is John. What's going on, guys? It's a new guy. And then also joining us from the Great White North, it's Kate. Hello. Hello. And Matt is playing Internet Yo-Yo. He is juggling back and forth. Uh, if he rejoins, then we will introduce him. Uh, but he's probably yelling at kids to get off his lawn anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> um, let's start quickly by going around the room. Oh, he's trying to join. Does he succeed? It's Matt. I'll try. It's Matt. Maybe. Matt. Okay, my turn. It's Matt. <laughs> oh, <no>. I scared <laughs> him. <laughs> he scared him right off. It's like a Pokemon. He's yeah. like running away every time he shows up. Like, no, oh, I almost had him that time. <laughs> you gotta catch him. Uh, go ahead, Turo. Tell us what you have been doing this week. All right. Um, I watched Furious Seven. Um, I have uh, been playing Pokemon. I haven't stopped. Uh, I played Worms Armageddon with a couple of friends. They came over, and I couldn't find a multiplayer game that everybody knew how to play. So we played that. A little bit of Super Time Force. That was fun. And then I got all my movies that I forgot about at my mom's house. That was fun. Going through all the anime movies that I forgot I had. And getting my whole collection of DBZ out we again. Wizardry to stick on the wall. I don't know how you did it, but it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I just, just super glue. Um... And then, uh, yeah, all these old anime movies that I forgot I had. Uh, I rewatched Memories. Uh, I rewatched Grave of the Fireflies, which was a terrible idea. Um, and <laughs> there's Tekonkin Crete. I have um, oh, another one that I just watched. Anyway, I've just been basically reliving my geeky anime youth back then. So it's really nice visiting that. That is it. I haven't caught up on any shows. I haven't seen Agents. I'm excited for Daredevil and Pokemon. Yes. Done. Great. Dave, how about you? Axiom Verge. 
Nice. Axiom Verge. For those that don't know what it is, give us a quick rundown. <laughs> it is an awesome PS4 game right now. Um, it's basically, a, I guess, a, like a recreation of like a Metroid game. Hacking, looks right. Looks just like the looks just like the Nintendo kind of style. They even added in like a little flickering and stuff like that of sprites. But that actually ties into the gameplay, which is kind of brilliant because you get this like gun in the game that kind of like hacks the game in a way. Um, so like if there's anything like out of place, you can sit there and fire this little like pixel gun at it, and it can like change things and give you like ledges where you weren't supposed to have ledges because like the game you're you're kind of breaking the code of the game within the game. It's it's a really fun concept. That's very meta. Yeah, it's it's so. You know, and the story is kind of all over the place, you know, and I, I got pretty far in it so far. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm just kind of, like, wandering around trying to, like, find all the stuff, like, you know, in the past where, you know, places I couldn't get to, and I'm getting all that, so I'm kind of lost at the moment because I'm just, like, wandering trying to find all the bits that I didn't find before. Lots of hidden stuff in the game. It's just, like, if you love old-school, like, Metroid games that are just like that with uh, tons of weapons you know, abilities to unlock, places you can't get to until you get upgrades, just get it. It's great. It's made by one guy. Um, one guy made the whole thing. Um, took him, like, what, like three years or something like that? Made it in his face on his spare time. It was five? Yeah, five. Oh, wow. Okay. Even better. Um, it's a completely, you could tell it's a labor of love. The guy put a lot of work into it. The music's great. The story's neat. The graphics are awesome in that throwback kind of way, but they're really clean and everything works. Um... Yeah, I'm loving it. I, I think if I only have one criticism, it's the map. It's not very... It doesn't do a good job of showing you where you have and have not been. Um, that's... That, I, I, I would kind of argue that. I mean, it shows you it shows you places you've been, but it almost needs, like, an, a, a, a Zelda map where you can see all the different screens. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I could see it's it's definitely thrown back to the, the very old-style way of presenting it, which I think is obviously done on purpose. Um, so you really kind of have to, like, when I'm looking at the map, I have to pay attention, you know. So it, I want to sit there and say I have to look closely, but I'm playing on a 60-inch TV. Like, let's face it, I'm just, like, like annoyed at myself that I'm playing this 8-bit game, basically, on a 60-inch screen. You <laughs> take first world problems. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, you know, something... Life is kind of good right now. Um, but you sit there and you see, you can see, like, you know, you have to pay attention to, the, like, the little white line of, like, you know, the places you haven't been to yet where there's a door. And, like, you know, you have to figure out where the room's not completely blocked off so you can see, like, where there is a place that wasn't accessible before. Um, I don't, I'm not having too much of an issue with that at all. That's, uh, that's just like Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. If you didn't pay attention to the little outlines, you had no idea where you'd been. Exactly. That's why I don't think it's a, a problem at all. It's just perfectly within the style of that genre. Well, I'm going to skip over John because we've got a lot to talk about with him for a second. So, Kate, how about you? I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Uh, just before the podcast started, I finally got Sephiroth, so I'm going to start the uh, Mount Ordeals dungeon that just opened up to get the Sea Souls, and then maybe I can start on the story, but then they'll probably release another event dungeon and that wash, rinse, repeat. Um, I started playing Injustice a little bit because I wanted to get ready for Mortal Kombat X because um, they have a very similar fighting style. 
much, much, much slower than Dead or Alive. I was playing with a friend of mine, and it's just like, why is everything so, like, molasses? But I also kind of, I, I don't know why I haven't played the game before, because I'm, like, a big DC fan. And I was playing, and I picked Martian Manhunter, and I guess he's, like, a super top-tier character. But somewhat, I was like, the person I was playing with was kind of surprised that I picked him because I liked the character, and I was like, oh, poor Martian Manhunter never gets any love. Because he is my favorite. Like, I love him in Justice League. It's not Justice League without Martian Manhunter. Well, he, he got love when they burned him alive to death on the, on the moon. That was sad. <laughs> it was so sad. But I'm one of the few people that I was, like, solely in a Martian Manhunter fan club. I might name Wonder Woman, though, just because I have a tattoo of her, so I feel like I have to. So wait, if you're a Martian Manhunter fan, I have to ask this question. Do you know what Martian Manhunter gets high on? Sour milk. No. It's Oreo cookies. Yeah, he has a He actually turned into the Incredible Hulk to get a package of Oreos. Oh, wait, I remember that. Wait, what did they do that in? It was it was a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle team up, uh, but it was in the it was in the Martian Manhunter comic book. But yes, he 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 actually it's like his drug, and they had to take the Oreos away from him so that he didn't. <laughs> which yeah, is so I only I only really t- I was like when I touched it, I was just like, oh my god, I'm so bad at this. So I'm gonna have to spend a few days with it before Mortal Kombat comes out on Tuesday. Um... I wanted to play Mortal Kombat Mobile, but I have an Android, and it's not out on Android. So, poop on you, iPhone users. <laughs> um, and we have uh, already recorded video showing the unlockables. We'll be putting well, those I mean, up tonight. There were... I, I was uh, Facebook private messaging Toro about it when it was happening, but on there were people who got the game early that and they were so cool. They were streaming it, but it was like almost like a gypsy caravan of all these people trying to watch it before it got shut down, and then mm-hmm. like moving to the next one, and then watching it till it got shut down like for ten minutes. So it was like you know moving to all these people. You could tell because they were all the same people in the twit in the Twitch chat. We're just like, oh my god, like in before it gets like cut off, and you'd watch for like ten minutes and just be like, Bleh. so I, mean, really I have. Cool. I have seen some spoiler stuff because some people were playing story and some people were just doing like challenge hours, some people were doing arcade and there like all that kind of stuff. So I'm not gonna say anything about what I saw, but I did see some stuff that was really cool. So I can't so, I I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. Um, Matt, you made it back online? No, it's Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, come off mute. Yes. <laughs> you grew hair, Matt. No, how did that happen? <laughs> it's this new miracle grow I put on. It's the same thing that uh, guys use. He moved it off so, his chin onto his head. That's right. <laughs> it was very fast acting. Um, so tell uh, us about what you've done this week, Nick. Well, briefly though, because we've got a lot to get to. Yeah, I noticed. Um, Okay, well, actually, not a whole lot of Destiny. Holy applause. Um, I've uh, I actually been trying to get through Darksiders. I'm only three trophies away from four trophies away from platinum. And That's a fun game. It, it's a lot more fun than I remember. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say it's a lot more fun than Destiny. <laughs> well, first or second one. It's got this great voice actor in it that played Death, and it's a shame that guy never got any more work. Like he was incredible. That was. 
that was pretty good. I like I liked a lot of the voice acting. I like how the only real problem and the only biggest complaint I have with Darksiders is that freaking camera. God. Uh, Sorry. Mark Hamill played Death, by the way, for everybody who didn't get the joke. Ooh. <laughs> if, um, if only. Oh, I see. It was a trick. You yeah, trickster. Yes. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it. Um. Let's see. Other than that, uh, I have been. Thanks, by the way, you two. You know who you are when I say Final Fantasy record keepers. You You're know welcome. What I'm talking about. You got me hard addicted to that. Oh, my oh God. no. You're not the only one. Staying away. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm, awesome. I'm Did you get myself because I can't get Sephiroth because I just, I'm only leveled like 20 at best. You need oh, to you be can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You, I, yeah. No, you can do it at level 20. Just just make sure you've got Rydia and you've got a, a once upgraded Thundara and just yeah. keep her alive. Rydia. And with a high level staff. Oh, are you talking about Sephiroth? I'm still trying to get Sephiroth. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Rydia. She's the summoner. But she's super strong. You have to go through some of the story mode to get her. Yeah, I already have her. So use her. So use her. Thunder is the enemy of quite a few bosses. It is. So she's super powered black magic. Give her a staff that's like three stars. Yeah, power staff. And... Just and, keep and protected just and booster and Actually, all that. And it, yeah, then you should be great. Like, yeah, because literally the level 60 stuff, boss is the only one you have to worry about. And no, but the, one on the next floor, too. It's the same, it's but it's, just, it's, it's two, Yeah, near the end. So, yeah, you need Thundara and Rydia with an up-leveled staff, and a white mage helps to keep her protected. And someone who has the boost ability, just keep using it on radio. It really helps, trust me. I didn't think the boost worked on a magic. I thought it was just strict attack. But it helps keep her alive. Helps keep her alive, whatever. Okay, well, I have, Thund- I have Thundara. I have... A jump one. also works. That's a harder ability to get, because you what, need some jump? stronger... Yeah, but you put it on Kane, because then, then he can be, do ranged attacks. I don't know range mattered, but sure. Oh, um, you must not be that far then yet. Towards the end of the dungeon, there are two bosses that can only be attacked by ranged attacks and magic. Oh, okay. See that? That answers. I have a bunch of bows and stuff, but I was like, who cares about bows? So. Well, see, when I got to those bosses, my team was all like melee, you know, sword fighter kind of thing, and I was like, well. Yeah. Run. I had to go back and completely restructure my whole group. Yeah. Um, so yes, that that's good. Uh, have you started the CTO event yet, or no, Nick? I have just gotten to. Um, I've completed like the first four because you know you need such high people to complete the first four parts. <clears throat> um, so I got like the first four areas done. Um, I want to get Sephiroth so badly. Um, he's worth it. I know he is, and I have two level four items that I pulled from the. A rare pull, so I'm like, I want a five so badly, but my RNGs skills aren't that good. So, you still got like three days. Three days. That's yeah, not it ends bad. on the eleventh. Yeah. It's not too bad. Um, I like how Mark was like, we got to get through everything quick, and as soon as you talk about this little new crack game, he's just like, ah, <laughs> out the window. Okay. Well, I, was planning, <laughs> I was planning to talk about it anyways at a little bit of length, so it's <laughs> here, and there, besides, and like you know that. 
you know that other people are having the same problem with these few last few bosses in that dungeon trying to get yeah. Sephiroth before the deadline yeah. ends. I have no gill in that game. I get a little oh. bit of gill and then I spend it. And then I get a little no, 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 no. Do, do the dailies today. Do the dailies today. The There's bottom half. I, I don't know yeah. if I can get past like the second. Yeah, just do. Just run normal over and over and over again. Trust me, I or racked easy, up 160,000. Or easy if you need to. 160,000. What yeah. did you do? Gill grassland. Yeah. I'm yeah, telling one, you. One, two, three. Uh, do the two. The 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 normal. Normal level. And just run it over and over and over and over and yeah. over and over and over again. You uh, you, you don't get the first time completion uh, gill bonus, but you get not only you more. Get lots gill, of, well, the monsters drop gill too. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And then well, I did the, I did the first part of everything just because it's yay free mithril, so I can't say no to that one. But I haven't gotten too into it. <clears throat> pardon me, because I want to get some more characters and I wanna. I want to get through some of the story because, well. Yeah, so, just screw the story. The story will be there. <laughs> yeah, the story <laughs> doesn't ever expire. Yeah. I have to state this now, and then I'll be done so we really can be done quick. I have two <laughs> other DNA games that I play. One is DOT, which I'm sickly far in. I have, like, I'll show you my characters quick um, while I'm talking. And the one thing I've noticed with DNA is they have this this main story that's, like, the structure that's not moving, and it's there, it's a comfort, it's a home, it's easy, you don't really have to do much for it. And then they've got weekly events that are so fun that you just get addicted to the weekly events. And in DOT, I, I very rarely do the main story, ever, because I'm just doing weekly events like crazy. So I don't know if it matters, but I play DOT, which is another DNA game. And I They're have the a... ones that are going to be making the Nintendo Mobile, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the one other person who may be playing this game, my crew is pretty sick. I've got a few legendaries, which are hard to get. I've got... What level are you? <laughs> Keep talking. Uh, Sephiroth's down there at 31. <laughs> and I got his sword. Mark. I got his sword, too. Yeah, you he, he, was lucky. he was lucky in a rare relic. I'm never lucky. That was a mithril pull. I have, uh, I have spent $30 on the game. I admit I did one of the yeah, 11 rare pulls. And I got I got pretty much not the greatest stuff, but I have not spent money since then because I did not get good stuff. I only spent thirty thirty dollars on this game today. Today. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. I have said I will not okay. spend more money on this game. Period. Today. Go ahead. Okay. So that's so, it, Nick. Uh, other than, um, let's see. I've done. Trying to think what. Um, did I lie? No, I said one thing. You're done. There's <laughs> a little bit of destiny. I'm still trying to figure. I'm still trying to get a group together, but I'm more focusing on Darksiders so I can get my intro recorded, so I can actually get the show up. I found a, a website which will. <clears throat> um, I found a website which, for five bucks, will give me an intro video and give me a banner. That yeah, I can Nick, use. you need to. You and I need to talk after the podcast one evening. That sounds great. Um, maybe tonight. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah, I have, uh, things are going for the website. Shows, Flash, oh my god. I'm a little pissed at Flash, actually. Discussion later. No spoilers. Um, let's see. Castle, awesome. Castle's amazing. Bones, really good. Um, Christella, newish season, newish show. Kind of fun. Kind of cool. It's got Gabriel Iglesias in it. He's an awesome comedian. Oh. Fluffy. Um, it does. Fluffy's in there, and it's he's he's pretty good. I don't know. 
That's it. I'm just going to say I'm done. If I okay. can't think of it, that's it. Uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, I've been playing the hell out of it every free moment I have, pretty much, that I have stamina, I, I use it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. It's um, I I do have both the Cecils, and I got level level thirty one Sephiroth, so I'm a happy camper. Uh, Hal, uh, Flash and Agents of Shields, both really good. I started a new show called Penny Dreadful. That's actually pretty interesting. It's Doctor Frankenstein and Billy the Kid and a psychic in Victorian England. It's pretty good. Um, and then uh, I got Mortal Kombat X for iOS night, and I've played quite a bit of it. Um, I've already beaten the first four towers. Um, I've recruited Kano off a random draw. I think it's a random draw. I, I'm sad I got Kano, but what are you going to do? So I'll keep playing for the billion years it's going to take to get enough coins to buy a new pack, because this does have card collection aspects to it. Um, the interesting thing is that when you make progress in the mobile game, it unlocks things in the actual game. Uh, so f as an example, you can unlock character skins, or you can unlock gold or coins, if you Action will. Action points, too. Uh, yep, and all kinds of different stuff. So you can buy these packs, and they come like a gold combat pack gives you one gold character plus two other cards. And what that means for the mobile one is that Gold car character cards have x-ray moves and fatalities, whereas the silvers and normal ones do not. Um, and the gold ones must be purchased with a soul currency, which is the hardest one to get. I have 16 now, after having played the game for about an hour. Um, the card packs gives you one silver character plus two other cards, and there's things you can equip to your fighters to give them more resistance or damage and things of that nature. So it's it's like a card game, an RPG, and a fighter all built into one. And yes, you could spend real-world money. I will not, but it's interesting nonetheless. <laughs> He's not yet. No. No, no. Not yet. I, I, I've got the Uber Deluxe version of the console game coming. I don't really care about the other stuff, so that's fine by me. Uh, and that's it for that me. That, yeah, it's next week. Sweet. I mean, yeah. Tuesday, and I'm off. A... I'm off Monday and Tuesday. I'm I'm in heaven. <laughs> I, I will be doing an unboxing video when I grab the uh, the exclusive limited edition figure. The there. Yep. Which one did you get? Yep. Uh, the I don't remember the name of the, the company. One with the, that does is it. it the one with the statue? Yeah. The yeah. There's two with statues. There's two with statues, and I got the limited edition one versus the one that everybody got. Is it Cruise? I can't remember the name of the company now. Someone I want to say Coast. It's not Combat. I don't know. It starts with a C or a K. One of the two. Starts with a K. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. But yes, so that brings us then to John. John, what have you been playing this week? Uh, a lot. Um, so I threw back to some retro RPGs, uh, did some Star Ocean, did uh, Lunar, uh, Final Fantasy uh, wow. VI, um, Final Fantasy III for the, the Super, um, did some Bloodborne, got that, um, played the living heck out of that. Uh, Let's talk about that while we're here. You want, you want to start mm -hmm. on that one? Yeah, we might have you might have written something for the site. So tell us what you did here. Possibly. So um, I put uh, a fair amount of hours into Bloodborne. Did a review on it. 
Um, start out by saying fantastic game. I loved it. Um, it's for those who are not familiar with what it is. It's uh, a really fast-paced action RPG. Um, the spiritual successor to say like the Demon Souls and the Dark Souls genre um, from uh, From Software, uh, directed by um, our friend uh, Miyazaki, um, which is the same director who did uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls One, but did not do Dark Souls Two. Uh, so a lot of hype on on the Bloodborne, hoping that it would return back to its original roots of being just a brutally hard, um, somewhat frustrating uh, addition to the series, which in some ways it, it really was. Um, a few times I may have almost broken my desk by uh, getting a little frustrated and um, going a little rage on it. Uh, it it's, it's really good. It, they added a lot of new things, a lot of new things that we really haven't seen in the Demon Souls, Dark Souls genre. Uh, so it's a traditional action RPG. You're going through, you're thrown into a small story, um, trying to figure out what's going on. You have to go through uh, um, an undead uh, beast-type enemy, leveling up, trying to glean as much of the story as you can. Uh, one thing that was really awesome about this game is that they added a new multiplayer function that we really haven't seen with this genre before, um, which was you can both do multiplayer with random people, which we've seen. You can do the invasions, but then you can also group with friends on your friends list. You can actually invite your your friends, your PSN people. Um, well... I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna streamline that down. We'll elaborate on that. <laughs> you, we, uh, we, uh, how long did it take us to figure out the the system? Um, what, three hours, four hours? We didn't figure Probably. it out the first night. Well, that's true. That's true. We did not. No, so the, I would say instead of being able to invite your friends, you're able to exclude everyone but your friends. Is a better way to say it. Okay, yeah. Um, one thing that they did really horribly is explaining the multiplayer system, which um, is was pretty obvious before, uh, but they added a new mechanic where you had no idea what this mechanic was or how to access it, which was a special merchant that you couldn't see until something happened in the game. You didn't know it required that certain thing until it actually happened. And it was it was pretty frustrating. Um, yeah, well, I think the worst part about it was that it uses a valuable resource that you have a limited quantity of, and we wasted a bunch of them just trying to figure out how to get multiplayer to work. Yep, and uh, I think you had to restart, or you restarted a character to get that uh, that um, that uh, currency back because you wasted a few. Yep. But once okay, but once it was figured out, the multiplayer in concept was great. Yeah. In concept, um, it was it took too long to do. It was it was unreliable. Uh, basically, what you did is one person rang a bell of what what was called a bell of beckoning, and then another person um, rang a, a bell of resonance, and the two were supposed to connect to one another, and then you get sucked into each other's game. Uh, sometimes that happened in 30 seconds. Sometimes it didn't happen at all. And there was no rhyme or reason for it. And uh, so that was pretty frustrating. But in concept, it was great. It was a nice addition to be able to play with, uh, you know, your friends and be able to uh, take on bosses together and help each other out. 
not so great in actual application of trying to do it sometimes. Um, probably my favorite thing about the game is the new weapon mechanic they added. Uh, everyone has weapons, everyone has one-handed, two-handed, all games do it, but this one introduced a, uh, a transformation. You started with one weapon, and then that same weapon could then be transformed into another version of it, whether it be a heavier one-handed or even taking a one-handed axe, for instance, and putting it into a, a two-handed long axe that you could then do whirlwind attacks and power swipes. And, and it was probably my, my, the thing I liked the most about the game. Um, it, was a, it was a nice change from the traditional hit and get out and kind of regain yourself and, and run in and hit again. Bloodborne is all about the offense. Uh, a strong offense is the only defense. So how long, how long did it take you to beat the, the first boss? Do we really want to discuss that? Because that's just kinda, real quick. Just real quick. Uh, I think it took us, me, five, six hours to beat the first area. And then when we did it again later for fun, how long did it take us then? Five minutes. Yeah. Maybe, so there's maybe ten. Yeah, there's definitely a, a vocabulary that the game teaches you that is different from Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Would yeah. You agree? Or even coming in from any uh, hack and slash, you know, or, or action RPG, you can't just run in. You have to understand what the, the attacker's going to do, his move set, the move set of your weapons. And if you just try and run in, you're just going to get annihilated in, like, two seconds. And then you have to, if you have a lot of your currency sitting on your dead body, you have to then make it back to that same spot, retrieve your your echoes, which are the currency in the game. And if you die on the way of getting your echoes, then you just lost everything that was already on your corpse, uh, which has happened so many times and is so frustrating. But it's also rewarding um, because the game, if you mess up, you know it, it's your fault. It's not so much the game's unfair. There are certain, com uh, certain ones that were. Uh, certain fights that were just ridiculously unfair, but for the most part, either you do it right or you're getting owned. Um, See, Dave, I know that you have said time and time again that you would never give a game like this a chance, but there is... I think, personally, that this genre... It's not really a genre, it's a set of games. This set of games is one of the most rewarding experiences that anyone who sticks it out to learn the vocabulary will ever... And, and I, I think they do it on purpose. I mean, like, that... Just what, of what course John they said, do it on purpose. You know, that first five hours is to weed out people that are not gonna... <laughs> I'm well, sorry. That's... If I'm not having fun within the first 15 minutes of a game, like, I want my money back. Like, it's... Games are so... Mark your talk and do a tree here. He's not even gonna download Record Keeper, well, so don't even when... try and... Well, no, that's just because I know like it, it'll become a time suck, and I just I can't I can't I can't there's do that. There's too many of those. Yeah, exactly. There, there's and things that I haven't done that I want to do. Look, see that box behind me that's still there, still not opened. Oh. that's 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 Final Fantasy Record Keeper time right what? there. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say it says Final Fantasy Record Keeper. <laughs> but I mean, really, though, there's something about a lot of games nowadays hand feed you the game. 
it's really not that difficult. It doesn't require that much effort to to really grind it out. Not so much grinding in terms of leveling up, but you know, really sticking with it and getting it done. And there's something really rewarding about completing one of these games because just having that trophy that says you completed the game is a trophy worth having. You know, it might not be the rarest trophy in the world, but everyone knows that has it. it. It takes a lot of determination, and it's fun for me because it's it's a challenge. It's something that you really just can't mindlessly go through. You have to really try and learn and adapt. And it's it, for me, it's it's fun. That that type of thing is fun for me. So, what did you give the uh, game as an overall score, John? I, I gave it a, a nine, uh, an eight and a half out of ten, um, and it should have been a nine except the fact that there was very little of a story, if really any. And even completing the game, I still have no idea why I was even there as a story point. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Um, There's a lot of, this is going to be better than what we've done in the past, and so I was really hoping for an improvement on the story, or or a story in general, Uh, and there just wasn't. They they honestly didn't expect people to make it past the first hour of the game, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they, they figured, actually, wait, we uh, need to do story? Somebody's actually getting this far? <laughs> like <first> Destiny. <laughs> yeah, I was actually a little disappointed in the story as well, because usually they have a... Um, it, it, one of the biggest attractions of the game for me is is was that they're in Dark Souls, when you die or you have to go somewhere, they at least show you an item screen and that item screen has descriptions, so you start to kind of figure out little portions of the stories based on the item descriptions. And when you die in Bloodborne, you get to see the word Bloodborne for 40 seconds. And so dying is almost an extra penalty that, sadly, they, they said they are going to patch it in an upcoming release so that it's faster, uh, but still, it's, it's kind of frustrating sometimes. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was like Dragon Age where it had at least something to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great. Like, these, these games, I mean, really, for the way they're set up, they should just have, like, demotivational quotes every time <laughs> you die. And then have a ten-minute load time until your game starts back up again. You know, where you just sit there and, like, you should have never been born. <laughs> Each time it gets more and more depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you still here? You could have... You could have had Matt's internet connection. <laughs> what's, what's it like never knowing a mother's real love? Who <laughs> loved me? No, she didn't. Why didn't you answer me? I, I do have to say, though, um, it was probably one of the more beautiful games that I played um, on the PS4, especially with it being a PS4 exclusive. Uh, whoever thought up the layout and the, the creatures in that game is seriously screwed up. Yeah, they're, they're they're downright disturbing. Yeah, disturbing. Like Todd McFarlane or like Clay no. Barker. Uh, I'd say that uncomfortable middle space between them. Wow. It's okay. it's like you look at some of the things, and I mean, just as an example, the, they have crows in this game, oversized crows. That there's just something off when you look at them in the way they move and the way they they act, it's not even like they're deformed or anything. They're just giant crows, but there's something very sinister and sick looking when you look at them. It's, it's, re- it's hard to explain, but once you see it, you're like, oh, 
I'm not oh. going to see it. Don't worry and about it. You didn't make it to the zombie dog crossbreed crow monster. <laughs> oh my god. I've heard about that. They, uh, they made two of them. One was a crow with a zombie dog head, and one was a zombie dog with a crow head. And it was so creepy. I mean, it's like, it's the thing nightmares are made of. It's sounding like the Hulk poodle thing from that, like, bad Hulk movie. Oh my god, the Hulk poodle. I forgot about that. Yeah, everybody did. All right, let's never mention Hulk poodle on this podcast again. No, Marvel needs to remember so they never do it again. <laughs> we we have standards, sir. I said good day. <laughs> Hulk Poodle, way below the standards. Way below the um, did you do anything else this week, John? Um, yeah, I uh, actually got Dark Souls 2 for uh, PlayStation 4. A uh, good comparative of uh, comparison of the two games. Um, You're just beating yourself that. up, man. Well, <laughs> I'm just hating on myself right now. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's the game I'm going to design. I think I got it. I think I got my game down. I'm going to design. It's going to be something I'd never played in a million years. Where it's going to be like money. It's going to be like a Dark Souls kind of thing. But like I'm going to do that 10 minute load time where it just berates you and psychologically breaks you down in between your loss of life, and people are going to love me for it. (laughs) It's going to be great. Are you going to change your name to Dave Azaki? <laughs> no, I'm gonna change my name to something unrecognizable because I want to slow play it, so you guys play it and Some love it. Super hipster name. And around like game three, I'll admit to you that I made it just to f with you. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to finish it off, like everyone else, someone um, Mark got me binge playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Uh, <laughs> I've also got Sephiroth. I think I'm about level thirty. Um, Thank you very much for that. Uh, every break, every lunch hour, every waking minute, wake up in the middle of the night, spend my stamina. Uh, um, not can't do that again. <laughs> not doing that again. I played Marvel Puzzle Quest. Nope. 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 I will literally uh, stand up from my desk, put it into auto battle let, <laughs> because it's got an auto battle mode, and just walk away from the game because I know my guys are going to win, and then just come back and press continue, continue, and do it again until I'm out of stamina. It's good yeah. stuff. And then lastly, I binge-watched The Walking Dead the entire season in three nights. Good job. That's yeah, impressive. Nice. Don't, don't spoil things because I'm still behind. I'm only on I'm episode still two. still somewhere in episode or season three or four. Oh, Turo, you have no excuse. Catch up. So you, yeah, I don't... so you didn't get to the Hulk poodles yet, so that's good. <laughs> no, the zombie poodles? No, not yet. And eject. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yay. All right, that's that's it for me. That's pretty much. I mean, that that that's a lot of stuff that I've been doing. All right, uh, Matt. Let's see if you can talk. He's not even paying attention. Is he unmuting himself? Are you unmuting? Him? I'm I think he's frozen. You guys uh, have all frozen at the bottom of my screen, so I don't know. Well, no, now everybody's moving again, except Matt. Yeah, no, Matt's, Matt's gone. <laughs> Poor Matt. Uh, he looks lost in thought. Let me just throw him up there on the screen. Oh, he won't let me even do it. Yeah. Never mind. All right. So, um, lots to talk about. Let's talk about some news. What happened this week? Oh, there's lots of stuff that happened this week. Google Keep. Here we go. So, I actually have news, um, too, but I'll do it later. We have news too, and apparently nobody put 
the news in there, so you go right ahead with your bad self and tell me your news story. Oh, okay. Um, they kind of announced who's going to be... Oh, they've been showing off set photos of Deadpool, if you haven't seen it. So if you can, go look at it. It looks awesome. Uh, there's been a running joke about why they haven't been showing his feet, and they're saying it's because of that one guy, that artist that you guys make fun of. <laughs> Rob oh, Liefeld. Yeah, that's it. They're saying, nice. oh, they're going to make a reference of never showing his feet. And hopefully, <laughs> yeah, in, that's the running joke, and, and if that happens, that's just like a nice little, a big old... He should have giant shovels. Yeah, that, I was just going to say, they've got to give him some kind of weird diamond-shaped feet. Like at the end, it pop up like that? Yep. That would be awesome. And uh, they already confirmed who the bad guy is going to be, so that's pretty neat. And from who it's going to be, they're saying it's going to be Ajax. So it's going to be playing off of his origin story. So X-Men Origins will have never happened, pretty much. So that's pretty neat. Also Wait, confirmed an R-rated uh, rating. Oh, yeah. Thank Wait, goodness. X-Men what? X-Men, yes. It never happened, so just ignore it. Exactly. They, no, already, they already undid it in canon with, uh, with Days of Future Past, so I'm happy. All right, so this is how it flows. Perfect. Nope, I'm happy with it. So this is going to be a proper origin story on how he even got the name. It's going to be awesome. But, yeah. Ajax. So... Let's see, who do I want to pick on? Uh, who plays Grand Theft Auto in here besides me? I haven't lately, but I did before. Alright, so when I say to all of you, leading man for Grand Theft Auto, who do you not think of? A normal human being. <laughs> Harry Potter, that's right. Thank you for that. Harry Potter has been tapped to play in a BBC drama about the hubbub that is Grand Theft Auto. You mean Daniel uh, Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. Well, it's Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought, like, Harry Potter, I was like, how does that, are they going to... He's actually done lots of cool roles since Harry Potter. He has, he has indeed, uh, including that horror film that I actually liked. Orange. Um, the, the, it'll be a 90-minute drama done for the BBC that's going to talk about all the different... Uh, hoopla that happened during the rise of Rockstar Games and the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Um, and they're even going to have someone play Jack Thompson, who, if you are old like me, you will remember is a attorney <laughs> that got disbarred in 2008 for constantly attacking them. Uh, old. Yeah, so... <laughs> that That's supposed to start filming in April. Uh, it will air on BBC2. It will... Interesting to they see could get Jack Thompson are. to play himself. What the hell is he doing nowadays? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crying because everyone's playing awesome video games. He's probably barking at a tree somewhere. He, he's torturing himself oh playing Bloodborne. That's right. <laughs> I just remember that our friends used to go to this like little like land party place. We used to go like it was right next to a, a like a Sly Fox brewery. So we used to get like these big jugs of like beer and go over to this land place after he would close it down. So it was just like a couple adults in there. And I used to put Jack Thompson as my name for like all the first-person shooters we play online. That's awesome. So I was like, you were killed by Jack Thompson. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have been the first, but I'm sure like everybody, every other person was named that at the time, but it made me laugh. So uh, the other pieces of news that I thought were interesting this week, um, the first one is uh, I know n none of us plays basketball games, 
but NBA 2K14 was shut down this week. Oh no! Uh, they 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 said, "Hey, we're not going to support this game anymore." NBA 2K14, which was last year's game. They said, "Hey, we're going to shut these down," and everybody was like, "No, you can't do that." And they're like, "Yes, we're going to do that. It's it's been 16 months, and we're going to close it down." And it took everybody's save files with it. Ooh. So suddenly, everybody's career modes and virtual economy uh, required a check-in with the 2K Sports servers, even though the game's both modes were single-player offline experiences. So as you Looks can see, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's been a little bit of hate towards, uh, towards those folks this, this week. And they uh, they uh, basically tur- flipped the switches and said, "All right, we're bringing it back up, and uh, we're we're gonna end up keeping it up for an unknown period of time." Um, but it is working now, and they said, "Hey, um, we we realize there's a problem here, and we're gonna have to do something about it." So, but what's interesting is if you look back. At the other sports games like Madden, NFL 12, FIFA 12, all of EA's stuff four years ago is still active today. So for them to shut it down over after just 16 months seems a little weird. I, they probably don't have the huge numbers that are hitting it on a daily basis. So they probably made a decision like there's probably like maybe 3,000 people hitting it or something. And like, oh, we should just close this stuff down, save us a ton of money because it's not worth keeping it up. And they happen to be 3,000 very vocal people on the Internet, which gave them all kinds of bad press that they can't afford right now. And, you know... But, you know, it's not, it's not to say that they were not at fault. They did promise that these uh, career saves would be um, converted for offline use, and that never happened. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting... Um, but it's an interesting situation. I'll be interested to see how long they keep it up, because obviously there's an expense associated Family with that. Family podcast. Yes, there's an expense associated with that. That uh, you know, from a business side of things, they decided was not worth the cost of keeping it up. So now I wonder if they've got programming teams scrambling to stop the online checks and allow people to play offline. It's anyway. just strange that they have to have the server up to have your saved game and career going. No. I figured that would just be a local thing. No, that's everything they want to have you log in and check. Yep. They, they want that ping because that's <clears throat> data. I mean, at the very bare yeah, minimum, that's analytics. data collection. Yeah, yep. so you know they want that. They want to see who's playing their game, how long they're playing their game, and the way to do that is to always phone home. Yep, and, and I mean, when you think about it like this, if they're deciding to release downloadable content players, and 90% of all the people that play NBA 2K Live are playing the Bulls, and do you think they're going to release somebody for the Clippers? No, they're going to give you, oh, let's go into the Bulls' back history roster and give you those folks instead. So that's, that's the analytics that Dave's talking about. Mm-hmm. They can see what people are playing, how long they're playing for, if they do buy DLC, what the most popular DLC purchases are, so I, I get it, but I don't fault sh- them for that at all. But they no, just, no, not at all. They need to make like offline, seg- you know, segregated from that kind of thing, just so like they can. Oh, they have it. Stuff so they can turn the stuff off, and then everything's fine. They do have it, but it's completely separate 
from mm-hmm. the one that everybody played with, which is the online version of it, of course. Right. And there's no way to migrate one to the other. That's what they promised would happen, was that they were going to automatically convert these online saves to offline saves to use after the shutdown, but that didn't happen. Uh, okay. Well, there's a 2015 version of it out right now, isn't there? Yes, and it it loosened a lot of the virtual currency requirements to make changes and decisions, but it still uses the exact same check-in structure, which a lot of people said, well, wait, if it happened for this one, if you guys turn around and, you know, kill the next one, are we going to have the same problem all over again? Maybe they're just trying to get people to buy the new game, force people out of the 14, say stop playing it, and if you want to play, go over to 15. Companies don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my my, uh, I'm gonna use my internet to Square Enix laugh for you right now, Dave. (laughs) No. Just saying. It's a genuine laugh. All right. That's enough of that. Uh, let's see what else do we have going on. So this is an interesting thing that happened uh, this week. I received an email from YouTube. And YouTube said, hey, if you weren't aware, we are going to introduce a monthly subscription to YouTube uh, watchers to allow them to view videos without ads. Which, if you're aware of YouTube and why so many people create content there, it's it's because they, you know, generate ad revenue. And so if you don't opt into this, uh, Google will set all of your videos to private, meaning no one can see them. <laughs> That's, That's like a total laugh. jerk move. Wow. And what, 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 is, what kills me is if you read the, the, the description, the fine print a little farther on this, is that they will split, they will provide 55 Five percent of the revenue to uh, what was the exact wording? If I can find um, it here, it, it wasn't individuals. No, it wasn't it was... individuals. It's groups of partners. Yeah. Meaning, Maybe. if you are not with a service, you're not going to get paid. Oh, if you're no. just starting out. That sucks. So, as you are aware, we are not part of a service any longer. So, I may actually, which. Sucks because when you think about this, the part, the groups take a portion of your revenue anyways. You have to sign a contract with them for a period of time to which you are revenue sharing with them, so you are now getting a fraction of a fraction. Ah, the internet. That's amazing. Wow. I'm, I'm glad we fought so hard for net neutrality now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, that's something that I you thought was worthwhile talking about for just a second. You were the chosen <laughs> one. <laughs> Don't be evil. Sorry. That's actually Nick. never been an official thing. Yes. I know. <laughs> so, I know a game you're looking forward to is The Witcher 3. Oh, I actually am. So, we've already established that The Witcher 3 has 200 hours of gameplay in it. Nice. Did you know that they are coming out with two 
expansion packs that total 30 more hours of content. <laughs> how much are the expansion packs? How, how much are they? Yeah. Uh, the answer is twenty four ninety nine for the season for pass. For both? For both. So almost a dollar an hour. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, a buck Which, an hour is pretty cheap. Well, it's a little more expensive than the main game, but still, that's not yeah, bad. Just a little. And uh, the the interesting, the only reason we know this is because the expansion pass has already been made available on Steam and Good Old Games revealed the price there. But uh, those are future releases, not day and date with the uh, game. So I'm kind of happy about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, is anybody else excited for this game besides me? Absolutely. I'm really glad there's no multiplayer component. Is it coming to <laughs> PS4? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's coming to PS4. I didn't oh, know yeah. if it was a PC-only thing, because Witcher's always been a PC game. Nope. Last gen, it was actually uh, Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. Now it's all platforms. So we will it's definitely be having it. Yes, it's coming up in May, a month after Mortal Kombat. Were you serious about being happy about no multiplayer? Yeah, because if they had multiplayer along the lines of Dragon Age in it, you I lose even more time. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I haven't had time to play games this week really as it is. It's it's one of those things where it's 200 hours. That's both awesome. That's gonna take me like three days. <laughs> not gonna take me three days. We'll see. Uh, it's it's awesome and it's overwhelming at the same time. I don't know how I'm going to fit that into my schedule. You're not. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, he will. You wouldn't yeah. be. You'd, you're, you'd be amazed at how many hours yeah, you can squeeze totally, out of games. He'll it be breaks like, the laws of physics. Yeah. yeah. He has a time turner or something. <laughs> he hasn't even finished Bloodborne yet. Yeah, that's exactly it. I have not since since we have ramped up production. I have gotten exactly tonight to play games. There is no belt mending, melding of space-time to fit in more games. Final Melding Fantasy Record... I just think you get into a little ship and you sling around Saturn. Final and Fantasy Record Keeper is the only <laughs> game that I've been able to play this week. Oh my gosh. Immortal Kombat the- Mobile. Well, that, that was tonight, because I had time tonight. Yeah, I wasn't I'm going to play the hell out of Mortal Kombat. Daily show, so that's, I'm so that's- mad. <laughs> I just it, got a new it, phone, it, too. I could have gotten an iOS. Uh, Except then I would have been stuck with an iPhone. <laughs> we apparently See, have, worth it. We have a love- listener that's commenting on a, a Facebook post that Kate made uh, before the podcast, and he's telling me to play, Bud- play Bloodborne and tape it. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I think that's actually a fantastic idea. I will. <laughs> let's do this. Dave, we will set up a quick bite. I will share play it. That way you do not have to purchase it. Oh, and you man. take control. Will that work? Re- yes, and we will record the entire play session. You can share play. Of... It's, it's single player, right? Yeah, we do. John and I do that all the time with stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't even think about working for a single player again. All right. Yeah, dude, that's exactly yeah, I'll do the point. It. I'll do that. I'll do that. Right. Awesome. There we go. Yeah. Can I try that? I'll do that yeah, too. Absolutely. It will be. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it all together. It'll be share play, Bloodborne. All right, because that's the only way I'm going to play it too. <laughs> we'll get us I'm all trying to get it. It's so good. Uh, mm. Other news. Um, I don't think there's anything that we didn't cover in the cutting edges 
this week. And if you've not checked out The Cutting Edges, please do so. Uh, Where Mark's behind a crazy background and gets introduced by a hot British chick. Ah. Uh-huh. That, that's one way to talk about it, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like she introduces you and then you're like in outer space or something. <laughs> it, it's going to change from time to time. I actually have a new set, but I haven't used that one yet, so I'll get there eventually. Right now, the spinning globe is cool, but I'll switch it up from time to time. Um, but yeah, we're basically doing... You should have uh, like natural disasters behind you, like fire and lightning and all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, when, when I did the Yokai Watch story... Uh, and, and I pronounced it our new Lord and Savior. Um, I I really did think about doing like some kind of thunderbolts and lightning stuff behind me, but I I didn't do that. Uh, you guys did all see that, correct? You saw that the end is near. Yeah. So Nintendo announced it will be publishing the Yokai Watch games stateside. Hasbro announced they will be doing the toy lines and Viz announced they will be publishing the mangas. So That's like the new Pokemon, right? It is the Pokemon Killer, which is why... Yeah, it, okay. It's exactly why Nintendo is publishing them so that they make some money on it, because it they, uses... They hate money. What are you talking about? It uses... <laughs> uh, hey, Dave, what if I told you that you could buy random packs that have medals in them that you can put into the Yokai Watch game to summon a new possibly rare monster. Monster? No, no, that's a terrible idea. That is exactly what you're gonna get, sir, and it's I mean, gonna kill unless, this guy. Unless it was like a fully like thing like the, the the Kirby amiibo, like that that'll buy. What what about what if I told you that the game is made by Level Five, the guys that did Nino Cooney and Dark Cloud One and Two, and oh crap! Oh yeah, <laughs> making a pain. What pain. if I told you that Level Five is the one that actually brainstormed this whole monster and deployed it upon Japan, and they won? Oh, Dark that's Cloud why it's so good. Dark Cloud was so good. Loved it. And imagine a game where you can go and fight other monsters in a RPG of that ma- nature, do detective work, help people, and find secret things throughout a giant map, the third game of which is taking place in the United States. Oh. All of the United States. <laughs> I think you just described Sapphire. No. You just <laughs> like, I think I destroyed the, the described thing that's going to kill Sapphire. Nah, get out of here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, um, I'm going to need more whiskey. <laughs> need more paychecks. <laughs> yeah, I need that, that, that one. I need a paycheck. <laughs> oh, uh, anybody else have the 20th or 27th, by the way? <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yay. Let's we'll hope it doesn't all. change. Yeah, I know. Uh, does anybody else have any other news, or shall we jump directly into reader mail, because we have a ton of it? Reader mail. Yeah, let's right. just do reader mail. Reader mail. Mail call. Let's see here. Reader mail. The first question we have this week comes from Detresta. And Detresta asks, what's the best zombie game? Resident Evil Remake. Left 4 Dead 2. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. That finally came in the mail. 
But since Mortal Kombat's coming out, it's just like, ah, I can't play it. <laughs> I've been playing with the yo-yo that came in the box and stuff. <laughs> best, best zombie games. Best zombie, like, story um, character? Peter like... between two, because there's zombie revenge. No, okay, no, Matt. Pick one. <laughs> I know, I got to pick, <laughs> I gotta pick two. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I'm battling here. So it's either zombie revenge, because it's a whole... Uh, I love the House of the Dead games, and but it's a you know like a third person action game based in House of the Dead, which is awesome. No typing of the dead. Yeah, I, 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 that was a, that's actually a strong contender. Type, typing of the dead is awesome, but the other one I really like is uh, is is Plants vs Zombies. Is dead. Ooh, damn it! I got one. <laughs> I got it, and you you'll never even guess it. Awesome! I got it. It was either that or Dead Rising 2, but I think I'm going to go with Zombie Revenge because it's more fun. Uh, Dead Rising 2 would be way more fun, but they had too much of a strict time limit on the game, so I always caught myself just running around trying to have fun with the game and couldn't because my daughter would die, and that would make me sad. Oh. Wow, way to bring the That super Downer. commercial. <laughs> and I, but I just died. Turo, how do you follow that? What's your choice? Oh, uh, I was going to pick Dead Rising because of the memories that I had with my brother and how fun I've had and just seeing so many zombies all at once, one time and then running them over with a lawnmower and a car. Like, it's just awesome. But then I remembered this one little gem in the old school Xbox, Stubbs the Zombie. Ooh, Nice. That is my favorite. I just it just came to me, and it's I had so much fun playing that, just playing as zombie, in love, and just going with it. I, that's that's my favorite. Stubbs the zombie. If you haven't played it, oh my gosh, you are missing out. Go find it, play it now. Based on the uh, Halo engine, I believe. Yeah, the Havoc engine. Mm-hmm. Got it. Thanks for your question, Detrista. Uh, Top Bullseye wrote in to ask us, what are the best MMOs we have to look forward to? I will kick this one off by saying Destiny. The Division, the Division, the Division, the Division. The division. Yeah. Tom Clancy's The Division Most is going to be... Uh, seriously, when that game comes out, I may fake my own death. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. It's going to be a fun, fun, beautiful game. Which you are getting for the PS4, Turo. I Correct? am. I already said that. I already said that. Yes. All right. Are you getting... <sighs> Mortal Kombat for the PS4? I, 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 I've lost you. Can't hear you. Scrambly. <laughs> you sure. You no veto. You get it for the PS4. <laughs> Fine. You know, I, I told you he, he, he was. He I'll had get the special edition on this one. Benefactor that could. I'll get the regular one on this one. I, if you don't get it for the PS4, I will come to your house and do Cassie's Second Fatality on you. No, I don't And post like it, it on Friendships. What is Cassie's okay. Second Fatality? I heard oh, it was oh my god. <laughs> Stay after the show and we will... I we really will. hope it's real. Is that it confirmed? Is real. It is real. Yeah, it, it is confirmed. Okay. It's legit. I really thought oh, someone... Matt, so brilliant Matt, on so many levels. Matt, Matt actually coined it, and I'm surprised nobody's done this yet, because it's the perfect name for it. It's a self-reality. Nice. And then it's he not a whole new thing. Like, Isn't that like its own thing now? But he wasn't the only one. He was the only one that's like, that was stupid. And we were all like, what are you talking about? It was awesome. Yeah, that's because he's old. <laughs> he's old. <laughs> Matt, we love you. Uh, let's 
see. That's why I wanted him here so we could talk about that and have that argument. It would have been so, oh, so darn it. So we're we're getting we're getting off topic. What what are the oh, best yeah. MMOs we have to look forward to? I answered the division. Who's up next? No Man's Sky. Even though we don't really know how much real good choice multiplayer will be multiplayer. There. This yeah yeah it is a multiplayer, uh, and it's gonna Daily be massive. Lock. Daily log in the past seventeen hours, I've seen one person. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that that will be a show on our channel. If you're not aware of that, that's really gonna happen. Yes, <sighs> that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited for it. Dave? Um, I'm not really much of an MMO player, uh, so I don't know really how much input I can give into this one. Um, I, I don't think you're really... Are, are we really considering No Man's Sky an MMO? Yeah, absolutely. It then, definitely then has... Then that's the one I'm looking forward to. I didn't realize that that was actually considered an MMO. So It's, it's not a traditional PC MMO, but it is going to be a console MMO, but like John said, we don't know what the multiplayer side of it is exactly, but we do know that it's somehow interconnected with everyone and what that extent will be, but it, I'm definitely looking forward to it too. Right. I mean, there said, and that's the one then. Derry said that the chances of you running into someone randomly is it's pretty slim. You're, you're going to have a hard time, unless you go to a, a central hub. You're not going to run into someone just randomly, but I mean, that's not to say that you can't try that. You can't go to those more popular areas because you can be, you know, the pirate and the, the offensive guy. So there, you should be able to do that on purpose if you want to, but if you don't want to meet anyone, then, I mean, you can kind of go it solo. That sounds like a game specifically made for Dave. I don't want to meet me. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, people. That's why, that's why it's my most look forward to MMO. <laughs> Turo, how about you? I, I, I don't know what other MMOs are coming out, so I'm going to say The Division. That's the one that we've actually been seeing and looking forward to, and oh, a game I'm actually going to get on the PS4. So, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, so that that's I'm pretty sure that's the one I'm going to be looking forward to. Kate? I'll go with No Man's Sky because I'm so out of a loop on MMOs. Nick, I know you're not. <laughs> I I was big into MMOs, but if I if I go big, I go big. So I, I I stay I stay away from them. Um, I'd have to say No Man No Man's Sky looks really good. Um, see, I don't know. It's really the only one I know of. Just period. All right. Then our next question comes from Urzex, who asks, "What is the best Pokemon you've ever played?" Ooh. Uh, I missed a question, sorry. What is it's the best you. Pokemon you've ever played? It's the best Pokemon I've ever played? Yeah, I, I'm going to start this off, and I'll, I'll be the controversial one. How about that? No, I'll be the I'm most gonna, controversial don't one. Say, don't say Pokemon Ranger. No, no I'm, I'm gonna, not. I'm going to say Pokemon Snap. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. That Pokemon was fun. Snap is probably the most fun I've ever had with a Pokemon. It so, is not... I, if technically a Pokemon game, so if I had to say a Pokemon like traditional game, I'd say Red and Blue just because we hadn't seen anything like it before. But yeah. but for me, the most fun I've ever had with a Pokemon branded game is Pokemon Snap for the N sixty four. It was Pokemon Kenya. Snap for the Wii U would make me buy one tomorrow. It's gonna. Oh, I don't know why they haven't done that yet. I'm gonna be more controversial. I have not played a Pokemon game. 
ever. Wow. Oh, awesome. You're not alone. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, I was going to say leave the podcast, but okay. My my favorite is all these is all these people that like you know play RPGs and love RPGs and just like nothing but RPGs. Never played a Pokemon game, which is probably the best. The ultimate RPG. Sure. No, I mean Pure all gameplay RPG ever made in the history of RPGs. But I'm not really yeah, a horrible person, and I've hardly had any Nintendo consoles past the Super Nintendo. So plus she she's not six. So you know. So. <laughs> Dude, I'm trolling. All right, let me go with my favorite. I have a stuffed Bulbasaur. I used to like the TV show. We'll, we'll go with my favorite. Okay. That's your favorite Pokemon game, the Pokemon show. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> awesome. The one with Ash, the, 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 old, the original Pokemon with, like, Ash. And... They came out, remember Pokemon Yellow? Yes. Yeah. It was a big You're deal. It Pikachu came out, that followed you? It came out with a special edition Game Boy Color, which I have, and I just actually found it the other day um, nice. in my storage. So it was this awesome Game Boy Color that nobody else had. And I used to, like, play that at, like, barbecues and stuff, and, like, people with, like, little kids would come up and, like, can I play your, you know, can I play your Game Boy? And I'd be like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you see it's the... Special edition Pokemon Yellow. Get out of here. And parents would be like, oh, he, oh he's not going to break it. And I'm like, he's covered in barbecue sauce and dirt. And, and little kid cannot, stuff. And I, I I'm, you cannot afford to replace this. This cannot be bought anymore. You are going to make such a good father. <laughs> I cannot wait. Dude, I'm going to be a horrible dad. Like, I'm already, like, he's not going to have, like, you know, iPads until, like, he's 10 years old or anything like that. And it's just Good like job. ten. That's way too young. Um, it's probably gonna be like twelve. But the thing is, it's just like that. That stuff's bad early on, you know. Well, so no, I'm that's the thing. Like, it's like I've had that conversation. I've had that conversation so many times with like um, roommates or people who've come over and seen my doll collection who have kids with them, mm-hmm. and of course, like the girl, little girls want to play. Uh... With them. Like, you can't afford to replace these dolls. They're not allowed to touch them. Yeah. It's like, if you want to give me $400 right now, okay, but other yeah. than that, no. And that's the thing, that's the thing that always, like, cracked me up about it. So, like, limited edition stuff was, was always funny. But that's, that's actually my favorite memories of playing Pokemon, was telling little kids, no, you need to walk away. Children. <laughs> like, I feel bad children. about it, but I was just like, look, I was like, this will cost you, I was like, look, I was like, if anything happens to it, it's going to cost them $250 to replace it right now. Do you have that money? Are you willing to take that risk? And they'd look at their kid, and they know what their kid's capable of, and then they look at me and go, and they'd say, "No, you you have yours at home. You can play that one." Nice. <laughs> they know. Uh, Nick, since you're the only other person that's played Pokemon. Yes, I've played them all too. Um, I've played Rangers. I've played Snap. I've played. I think I have like all of them except for Emerald. Anyway. Um, why well, I don't have Emerald, I don't know. Um, That's weird. Yeah. Weird. That's just weird. <laughs> I'm weird. Um, <laughs> which one is the best? That's a good question. Got my answer if you're still thinking. Yeah, go, go for it, too. Alright. Uh, I'm going to say just how new and awesome it was. I mean, I would say blue because it was the first ones of a kind, but it was so neat how much they added on silver and gold where not only did you beat the first eight and then beat the Elite Four, you it opened up Kanto. 
the original red and blue game, and you actually had a chance to catch those Pokemon in the red and blue, and you actually had to fight the protagonist from the first game, yourself, red, at the end of it all. That, that was, was kind of so awesome. So good. That was kind of awesome. So, and I, we haven't had anything like that yet. So, in the traditional sense of a Pokemon game, I would say the Silver-Gold series. I would say Silver, because Lugia, come on. Um, and <laughs> and then Pokemon Stadium as a non-traditional game, because it was just so cool seeing the transfer pack and then seeing my Pokemon that I grew up in level 100, everybody, was on screen 3D. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, there's right, my answer. Cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> okay, so actually, I'm going to agree with Toro on this, not just because I'm piggybacking, but because I agree. The one thing I've missed in every new Pokemon that comes out, I wish they were to do this, have more than one series of eight. You hit level 50 and you're done. Basically, it. you can go through the entire Elite Four. I've been able to basically finish the game with just a pure group of level 50 Pokemon. But then I, I just... There's no way to easily gain experience. With gold, you had something to do until, like, level 80. Until you had an entire full group of 80. Plus, you could call people, minus the one kid who kept telling you about his Rattata. You could call people, and you could <laughs> continually battle them, and there was always something to do, and always something going on. That was fun. That was cool. That was the biggest part about Pokemon in general I loved, was the fact that you could always find a battle, and it was always better and harder, so you were always you were always like able to level your Pokemon. You never had a, like a cap, and then oh look, now I have to find another level 20 trainer. Ooh. So, I agree. Gold, silver, and crystal. So for those of you watching, what is your favorite Pokemon? Thanks for the question, Urzex, <coughs> and we'll uh, revisit if we have some comments as to what theirs are. Uh, K-Stamper asks us, what is your favorite DLC model? Just cosmetics, microtransactions, map packs, side stories, standalone DLC like uh, Far Cry 3 did with the um, Dragon 1986 thing. Um, the Last of Us? Is that like a standalone? No, the La Last of Us wasn't standalone. No, 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 the, the add-on. The DLC. Yeah, the DLC wasn't, what would you consider no, that? No, that's not standalone because you, you still needed the game to play that DLC. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's what you mean. That first was, Light. Infamous First yeah, Light. Would be yeah, Infamous First Light. Okay. Um, right. Or Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry. Um, mm. But go, getting back to his question, standalone DLC, physical DLC, like the Toys to Life genre, or just none at all? I'll start it off since nobody's jumping at it. Um, I'm going to have to, just by default, go with the, the Toys of Life kind of thing. Um, because I, I don't participate in a lot of DLC, unless it's like something that's like, um, like it's actually either comes with like a limited edition that like I'm just kind of paying for because I want to get some trinket and it's like already included. Or yeah, if the there's, best. yeah, or if there's something actually like worthwhile, like they actually add on to the game. Um, so the one that I do that I'm a junkie for right now is that Disney Infinity stuff where I, I pick up the extra Marvel bubbles and, you know, <laughs> yeah, and that's, 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 that's bad, but it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I got to have Falcon. Yeah, the worst, the worst part is there's nothing I can do with this thing in-game the way that I want to do it. You can, it's only Toy Box. Yeah. I can't do anything with him in any of the story modes, and yet I still 
bought not one, but him plus a, a sealed collector's edition over there in its own special case. There was a collector's edition of him? Well, He's okay, gonna go yeah, get you it. Stay here. Go <laughs> <sighs> Who's next? I'll go. I like adding story and stuff. That's always awesome. Um, if it's worth it, if it's gonna be like a continuation, because when a game is over, I, you know, it's over. You beat it, hooray! But if you always want to see what happens to this person or this character, you want to see how it keeps going. So added content <laughs> that way, or how they did The Last of Us. Um, where it was in, in between the game, that's that was cool too. So that and uh, what would you consider like what Mortal Kombat is doing with the whole adding characters? What would that DLC be? It's just standard DLC. Okay, all right. Because that's always way, cool. This, uh, this is the collector's edition. It comes in a Halloween Town kind of case. Ah, cool. Uh, yeah, so that's it. And. It didn't cost any more. It's just that they had a very limited print run of them, and so you had to. He's in the same pose and everything. It's just yeah. really the case that's special. So that's cool. Yeah. I guess I'll go next. Um, like with Dave, I don't have to pick cosmetic DLC because I am that person who spends a ton of money on costumes in general. I've five and. I'll buy all the skin packs in Mortal Kombat when they come out. I know I will. And I don't know, I just like outfit DLCs. Uh, even when they've done it in, like, um, I remember buying a couple for Final Fantasy Dissidia, and, like, That's right. I don't know. I just, like, I don't, might be the doll collector in me, the, the dress-up aspect, but I just like outfits. I, I have to say that, for me, it is the Toys to Life genre. Um, mainly because it scratches two itches. I am collecting something that I can use in the game for something, but then physically, it, it after I have spent hours and hours building this thing to its max level and unlocking all of its powers, it is then my character, my avatar in that game. So it's transcends the digital side a little bit to kind of ownership, I guess is the best way to do it, and not just. I've given you a material cash outlay for ownership, but also this is my precious and no one else may use it kind of thing. <laughs> so that that would be my answer. John? I'm uh, kind of the same as, as Turo. I, I have to have some sort of continuation on story. Uh, you know, you build up that connection with the story, the characters, the, you know, your the place that you're in, and I want to see that continued. I want to see more of it, see where they've been, where they're going. And so pretty much the only DLC I do is it has to be a continuation or some sort sequel, of side story. Yeah. Yeah, has to be. I, I don't do any, nothing against them, but I don't do any kind of costumes or any kind of um, map, map packs, uh, nothing like that. It's got to be, got to be content. And I already know Nick's answer. It's supplemental apps that allow him to do matchmaking to get a Destiny raid together. See? That would be it. No. <laughs> What's your answer, Nick? Um, I am, if you couldn't tell with me trying to finish all the Platinums, um, I am a challenge whore, too. And if if you give me, you know, a continuation of the story is always fun, but I love post-game content. So I've been fighting for hours to get my character up, and I'm stronger, and I'm better, and 
oh, there's this little boss over there you can fight, and he'll be bigger and stronger than everything else. Well, then I need to go kick his ass, and I need to get the 1% drop item he has. Oh, but it's only 1% drop, and he spawns once a week. Oh, that's fine. I'll just lose six months of my life to farming him. <laughs> so those kind of like those kind of games in general get me, but DLC that has something that challenges you even more, that that takes what you've learned and just applies more to it. So I'm kind of with Turo on this one, but it doesn't have to be a continuation of the story. It can literally be, oh, by the way, here's just another challenge we wanted to throw at your face. Have fun. And I'm fine. So it's got to be worth it for the cost. So if it's like two bucks, two hours worth of content's fine. So let's say Emerald Weapon was DLC in... FF7, like, you would get that, right? <laughs> New weapon? No, I need to earn it. It's not just... No, 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 Emerald, no, no. Emerald, Emerald Weapons. The monster. monster the yeah. It's post-game oh, content. heck yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. okay. I always had more it's problems all... with Ruby Weapon than I did with Emerald Weapon. I, I agree with Emerald. I, for FF8, Omega Omega. Weapon. Oh, yeah. 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 I've had him several times. I had Eden maxed out, and I, I was looking at Omega Weapon, like, should I or shouldn't I? And I thought, well, I'll put this down for a little bit, and I'll come back, and then we'll kick Omega's ass. Ten years later, hasn't happened. So. <laughs> You've never beaten Omega? No, I've beaten the I've beaten the game officially. I've never beaten Omega. I've gotten I have beaten Ultima Weapon in ten seconds flat. I'm I'm sorry if you if you've never beaten Omega, you're no alpha. Sorry. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Several times. Oh, I find I'm finally more OP than somebody. <laughs> now I have, don't do this. To thanks me. for your do, thanks for your question, Casey. You're gonna have to go. You caused the war, uh, but yes, right we we still have we still have a lot to get through. So let's let's move on from here. Um, Iron Dragon asks, uh, what are your thoughts about the delay of Kingdom Hearts three? Delay meaning the rumors about the game no longer have a having a 2015 release date. Not surprised. Make yeah. it better. Honestly, going. if it was going to come out this year, it would have been like, oh my god, really? But the fact that it's been delayed is just par for the course of Square Enix. Yeah, I, I personally think, you know, they have a limited amount of bandwidth, and they're now crunching to try and get Final Fantasy XV out this year. So I don't expect to see Kingdom Hearts 3 this year, and that's fine by me. Take your time. Make it right. Make finish it good. Kingdom, make it pretty. Yeah, finish Kingdom Hearts 3. Start the Final Fantasy VII remake since you're doing the survey that everybody in the universe has put Final Fantasy VII on that asks what game do you want to see us next make next. You know, I don't know. Make some money, Square Enix. Yeah, like... <laughs> you're literally looking at it. Final Fantasy VII would fund projects for, like, years to come. Years. <laughs> Where they could do other years. things, like reboot. They could do another Parasite Eve with that. Hedge fund. Ooh, they could, you know, they could do whatever they wanted after remaking really Final Fantasy Seven. They so can go on hiatus. It's not. Years. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy, but I'd still play the hell out of it. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I have to say, I'm going to go off on a tangent for just one second. Oh, one second. This game that we've been talking about all night tonight, Final Fantasy Record Keeper. It actually really pisses me off that this is not a console game. Mm-hmm. Because so the premise it. for it is so good of let's make a 
a game that makes sense to have all these characters mashed together and put it out. I mean, if this was a fully fleshed out game, I'd happily pay 60 bucks for it. I've already paid 30 bucks for it as it is. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's still free. Yeah, so it, it's, it's really frustrating to me. I get why they do it, because they're going to make a lot more money this way and reach a lot more people than they would if they did the traditional console mm-hmm. launch. But it's sad to me that they're abandoning it. That would be such a great game on its own. I'm, I'm very um, pissed that I can't do more into it, that I can't... Well, I think that no they're going to probably do a Dissidia console for it since it came out in arcade. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Um, Prenz has a, fo- a question that kind of follow-ups Kay Stampers from earlier. Hey, guys, here's a question for your show. Have big game companies gone a little out of hand with the way they use DLC? Yes. <laughs> example, example, with full-priced games like Destiny having on-disc <laughs> content locked to then later charge the player $15 plus for downloadable content which they're not downloading, seems a bit unfair to me and greedy. Um, don't get me wrong, there are still companies that use DLC updates to improve a game at reasonable prices and sometimes free. See Guerrilla Games, Evolution Studios, Housemark, and how those games have used DLC as a way to improve the overall experience of the game and player instead of just burning a hole in someone's pocket. But yeah. do you think they have gone out of contr- gotten out of control, some of them? Yeah, anytime yeah. I ever purchased any kind of DLC that was less than 100 k I fired off an angry letter. <laughs> what, what's, what's that thing you just said? An angry yeah. what? Angry email, letter, tweet, oh, okay. whatever. Oh, email. We understand those words. Yes. Yeah, yeah, angry, raven. <laughs> I would, I would handwrite it and have it, you know, delivered With by... With my quill and parchment. <laughs> no, but the thing is, that's, that's just complete and utter... Please die in a car fire while you're watching your family pull at the door kind of crap. Like, that is just, no. That is that is wrong. You can't you can't do that. There, there should be a law against that. I mean, at least fake it. Finish it beforehand and then make you do the, you know, the 30 meg download or something like that. Don't put it on the disc and then just go, bink, okay, thanks for your extra $30. You know, that's what, charge $90 for the game then. Like, you, you can't that's just it, I, no. <laughs> that, that's it. That no. That that's the answer. I I you know so what about say evolve? Evolve Uh-oh. does not have it on the disc. Mm-hmm. But you're paying what some feel are exorbitant costs for individual characters. Mm-hmm. How much as DLC? But you know uh, something. They're at least putting on hunters. No. And skins. How much are they? $24? for the four hunters and the magma skins for the monsters? Which is, you know, almost a third of the cost of the game. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Almost half. Almost half. Yeah. Almost half. The point with that is they're at least giving you the show that they could sit there and say that this was not, that at least it wasn't on the disc and that they had to... Oh, and they you know, made sure to, they made sure to, to tout that often. Yeah. This, well, Mortal Kombat X is doing that too, where they're like, like Jason, Predator, Tanya, Tremor. They're they're like they keep saying they're not on the disc, they're not ready yet. It's like games are doing that now because they know people Destiny get mad. Messed up. Yeah, Destiny kind of ruined it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, screw that game. Because Destiny was <laughs> blatant about it. Like it was so blatant and blah. 
Like, I, I just don't understand how they could even think that that's okay. You've been very quiet, John. What do you think about this? <laughs> I, my issue is intent. Um, I, I think it's pretty obvious with Destiny as an example that it was originally in-game content, day one, available, and then someone, who will remain nameless, said, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're going to lock that, charge people, and if they want it, they can pay for it. That is wrong. Um, all of these companies have all of this content already pre-ready, designed. They just aren't blatant about it. Um, so if I think for with Destiny, if they would have just owned it and said, yeah, it's on the disc, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is, not a big deal, I would have been fine with it more so than, than them lying and hiding it. Or, or um, just I, do like a dummy 35 meg download file, like, you know, where everything is just like a bunch of one bits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just, just fake it. But, but then... A 35 then, meg file that deletes itself when executed. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it really is stealing. That's flat out selling you something that's not really there. It's flat least. out stealing. I mean, but I, what I don't like, I don't like multiplayer games that those who have the money, the disposable income, can get a serious leg up on other people. That's that's what really bothers me, you know, because... Pay to win. Huh? Pay to yeah. win, yeah. Pay to win. What that, games do that? Is that Call of Duty and whatnot? Hearthstone. Hearthstone's oh, one of them. Clash of Clans. Yep. Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yeah. Uh, Defender of Texel. Yeah, you could you could say Final Fantasy Record Keeper for that matter. Anything on your phone. All right. Anything on your phone. I get it. Just leave it at that. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a, a, a different follow up question. It's loosely related, but fine. Don't care. Do, do you think that nice. game companies are remiss? <laughs> Or treating their consumers badly if they publish a sequel on a different platform. And the case in point is a piece of news uh, that I didn't cover in the no, I didn't cover in the cutting edges this week. But uh, Professor Layton Seven and Fantasy Life Two, which are both very popular DS games, are getting sequels, but only Mm. to mobile devices. Weird. Weird. So uh, mobile devices is, is that... a little different, though, because I wouldn't technically consider that a console. Well, I didn't say console. I said a different platform. Oh. Yeah, the <coughs> was 3DS and whatnot. Are are they are they flick biting their thumb at their current DS players and saying, "Sorry, you got to play it on mobile if you want the sequel to this"? Is that fair, or is that just business, and we should learn to get over it and move on with our lives? That's just business. It happens all the time. Business. Like there's, I've been watching recently a lot of Killer Instinct videos, and I'm like, man, I really want to play this game. Too bad it's Xbox only. Like, I'm not, I just have to live with it, right? And yeah, it sucks when, like, if a game's been on, just say Xbox for like three or four of it. Just say Halo suddenly went to PlayStation only. Like, I'm sure a lot of people would probably be really pissed. I'd be sad. I just can't understand how that could be a good business model. I mean, from the amount of sales you'd get from those opposing consoles or, or dev- platforms, I can't imagine it'd be more than whatever they get for making an exclusive. Like, well, yeah, I mean, Tomb look at Tomb Raider. Yeah. And look at, look at, um, um, oh, I just had one. 
top, tip of my tongue, and it's gone now. Um, there's there's a couple of different examples like that. Well, um, uh, Titanfall. You know, oh, Titanfall yeah. Titanfall is already saying, hey, you know what? We were Xbox One only, but uh, yeah, we're probably going to be on other platforms this time. Probably because yeah. Well, that yeah, because like if if you want the sales, you have to go cross platform. And they'll See, get a story this time. What's interesting <laughs> is if you look at Battlefield Hardline, uh, which is the game that just released not long ago, uh, the developers have publicly come out and said that basically over 1,000 times more people are playing it on the PS4 than the Xbox One. Which is... An, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with the Xbox version. That's not what they're saying. They're just saying more people are playing it on the PS4. And I wonder why that is. Because more people have PS4s. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just the Not way that is. many more. Well, no. But, I mean, they do have... Their PS4 does way outsell Xbox. And, and but yeah, maybe it's any... just because it's like a self-fulfilling mm-hmm. prophecy in a way that a few people started on PS4 only, and then there were like other people who were like, "Oh, well, if this person's going to get on PS4, that's where all the action's going to be." So everyone just kept going there, and everyone. Made... Yeah, I'm getting bullied <laughs> into other games. <laughs> yeah, I that's how it works. I can't fault companies for doing something that we do ourselves. Like, you know, if I'm, if I get an offer, like a better offer from another company where, like, you know, I have a chance to, to change jobs and do better for myself, I'm going to make that business decision. I'm going to weigh my options. You're going to figure out the business plan, all of it. And if, you know, sure, the DS has a huge audience and a huge fan base for that, for those games. But if they're opening up to everybody, and let's face it, like, if they do it on a mobile platform, if they do it on mobile phones... There's way more people that have that than DSs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just math. You know, so I can't fault them for that. And if they think that it's worth it just to do the one version for it, then you know something that makes business sense for them. You know, and if that's the way they're going to sell, that's what they're going to do, and they're going to you know try and make their money. I can't fault them on that. Well, that's going to bring us to the close of another Gamers Ledge podcast. Uh, housekeeping items: uh, Do visit our Patreon page. It's up and running. It's patreon.com slash gamersledge. Uh, follow us on uh, here on YouTube. Uh, just like and subscribe if you would. Uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash gamersledge. Twitter is at gamersledge. And then Twitch, where we also stream, is twitch.tv slash vault99 because they won't let me change it to gamersledge. Um, and uh, we'll do final thoughts starting all the way at the far left tarot. Mm. Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat! Hey, hey! Yeah, the Kermit wave. Hey. That's it. Hey, final thoughts. Daredevil this weekend. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I'm I'm really gonna try and marathon that this weekend to be honest. Yes. It's either that or it's, you know I'm definitely gonna have it watched all the way next week. Uh, final thoughts, John. Um, Game of Thrones coming oh, up. Geez. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to buy the three-eyed raven. Darn it. Uh, did it, by the way, did everybody watch Jon Snow goes to Seth Meyers for dinner? That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to maybe watch that afterwards. Uh, 
Final thoughts, Kate? Uh, I wish I was playing Mortal Kombat X. I hate the iPhone now more than ever. <laughs> Why? It lets, it lets me play it. Why do you hate it? It's so fun. Shut up. Look, I can play it right now. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but she's not better. Look, not look, at all. Not at all. That right there. <laughs> I'm going to punch you through the screen, Carol. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Um, final thoughts, Nick. Help me get my platinum. No. Um. <laughs> He's gonna be saying that like five years from now. I am gonna be. I gave up like six months ago, man. Just let it go. No, I'm one away. Wait, that's one person for your group already. No, I'm one away. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd actually help you because I wanted that trophy myself, except I traded the game in. No, you wouldn't. Even if you had it, no, you wouldn't. It's like 20 I did. bucks. I'll buy it for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would. I would. Just to help him, I would. 20 bucks. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Wait, wait, wait. I got a copy of it that I forgot to trade in. I'll send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I'm okay. saying this. Four more. I still have the game. I know Vault of Glass, like, the back of my hand. Everything. I will help you if you have a night and you have people, but I'm not going to sit around for an hour and a half waiting for people. Do you? What? What's your? I have to ask this. I'm sorry. I'm going to make this quick. What classes do you have? All of them. All max. Hunter, well, I have a hunter. I know Mark has a hunter. I have, we can do hunters and the Gorgons. No problem. Three hunters that are all max. Uh, okay. Anyways. Um, okay. So, uh, any other final thoughts? Um, no. By okay. Bloodborne. That's right. not Bloodborne. <laughs> Same difference. It's it's fine. No, that's Destiny. Wrong one. Anyway, I don't know where it's at. Bloodborne. By Bloodborne. And uh, my final thought of the day is uh, that I would, you know, I I kind of always do the bad jokes, and I would tell a Casey Anthony joke, but my mom would kill me. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Time. Game on. Uh, game, game on. Game on. Will it be an outro so we can shush? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay.